0: is Saskatchewan. And 620 CKRM is your source for everything eh? Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley.
2: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Seedmaster's Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. We talked to today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest, a farmer from Rowett just south of Regina. Mike McAllister hopes to wrap up combining tomorrow. We have an interview with Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo, who says both wheat and canola were showing price gains this week. Imagine that at harvest. Real Agriculture talks with the Federal Minister of Agriculture Marie-Claude Bebeau on the Clean Fuel Standard. We hear from the president of the Wheat Growers Association on Grain Movement. And President Donald Trump talks about farm trade with Canada at an event last night in Wisconsin. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM
0: Agri-News Director
2: Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns, and more. Build with confidence. Olympic-buildings.ca A farmer from Rowett, just south of Regina, is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Mike McAllister farms about 3,000 acres and says he expects to be wrapping up harvest this weekend. We're probably going to wrap up in the next uh, day or so. So what percentage done? Pretty well, 90, 95? 95% done, yeah. How do early yields look?
1: uh, Some were pretty good and some were a little disappointing, but uh, for the most part they were... Respectable for giving you that we didn't have a big bunch of rain this year
2: can you give me any numbers or is it too early
1: uh no we we were we had some spring wheat that was in the seventies and Durham in the sixties and and uh, the lentils anywhere from twenty to to the mid to high forties and, and and the canola uh we were in the mid to high forties
2: so describe the growing season for me what was it like just south of regina
1: so we had a really good spring moisture to start to, to start year off with but really didn't get any any rain until June and then uh, you know enough to keep it going and we had some timely rains to keep the crop going but the, the late season heat and, and dryness kind of kept the lid on some of our yields.
2: What are your thoughts on markets right now how do they look to you?
1: So canola has been really jumping up lately and we're seeing some good movement on on uh, on the pulses and 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 canola prices and little disappointed in uh, any movement on cereal grains
2: what impact has covid had on you and on the farm
1: very little impact at all we've been kind of social distancing a little bit there has been some impact on getting parts availability and and that kind of stuff but as far as markets and and other stuff it's been very little impact
2: mike mcallister farms south of regina at Rowett and is today's winner in the 620 ckrm country cookout contest A new smartphone app that can grade canola for farmers won't be launched today as scheduled. However, it will be available for download on Monday. ProGrade is the brainchild of Gord and Patrick Keller, third and fourth generation family farmers near Nut Mountain, Saskatchewan. Gord and Pat's combined backgrounds of farming experience, automation development and communication specialties found frustration with the lack of digital accuracy within the current oilseed grading system. Challenges such as loss of local elevators and COVID-19 have meant more time on the road to find the answers about the quality of their oil seed.
0: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620
2: CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Salford Group. Call your Salford Equipment dealer or visit SalfordGroup.com and the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed. Visit CCGA.ca to learn more. Grain markets are moving up this week. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial, Adam Piccalo of Regina, says canola prices have jumped about $13 a ton this week and appear to be headed upward.
3: Well, Jim, starting off with canola, uh, like we've talked about the last few weeks now, still upward trend here. So canola is now up on the November contract, almost $45 a ton here since late August and it seems like that trend could keep uh, continuing onwards here the soybean markets are very supportive with the soybeans on the november futures in that same time frame now increasing approximately a dollar 50 a bushel and again weather here in canada too i think is sparking that uh, that buying here on on the futures
2: so for this week, how much did canola rise?
3: Canola this week, from Monday on, we saw it increase approximately $13 a ton. And again, I don't see much of a top here yet. From a technical standpoint, it is overbought. However, markets can actually stay in an overbought position for quite some time, which is, again, One reason where I think uh, canola could be headed higher, can it go up $45 uh, a tonne in every one month? I don't think so, but uh, I don't want to be quoted on that.
2: So what about wheat? Where is it headed?
3: On the wheat side of things, we have started to see a little bit more life. In the market i believe it uh, it might be playing a little bit of catch up with some of the other grains so on minneapolis wheat we've increased approximately 25 cents a bushel uh, in the last three trading days of this week so we are trading around that 550 a bushel in december which we are near some resistance so if that level is broken to the higher end uh, we could see wheat prices start to to break out higher as well
2: so what pushed up Minneapolis wheat so much this week?
3: Well, again I believe it comes to the how much the other grains have increased as well. So with the beans like I mentioned, corn now is is significantly broken higher up approximately a dollar 50 in the last month, uh whereas wheat has been kind of the one that's been lagging uh, for the most part. I believe still the fundamentals are, are negative on the wheat side of things. So I don't believe wheat uh, is going to possibly have the same rally, uh, which is, again, this might be a bit of a selling opportunity for some farms, uh, which is what I have been talking to clients about. As much as everybody sees this rally and is wanting to replace grain, I'm starting to think for, for next year now. When should we maybe be look at hedging, looking at some strategies for that? Again, not saying now is the right time, but having the strategy ready for, for when the time comes.
2: So what's the outlook for next week and beyond?
3: Again, seems like uh, I've been repeating myself here, but the trend is positive. Wanting to see this canola market continue the trend on. Uh, the level I've been kind of now kind of watching is close to that 525 on the November futures. Uh, on the December wheat, as I mentioned, the five fifty a bushel on the higher end, and you'd want to see it hold closer around that five forty five to to keep that upward trend still going.
2: Adam Picallo is a commodity futures advisor with p i Financial in Regina.
3: Time now
0: for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers
4: on the source. 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at school.com. Sean Haney here with Real Ag Radio and RealAgriculture.com. And I'm joined right now by the Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food. It is Marie Clababo. Minister, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. We're going to talk about a very, very, I think, a very critical topic for agriculture here over the coming months. It is the clean fuel standard. Talk about why you feel this is such an important, uh, critical policy for, for farmers ac- across the country.
5: Well, first, uh, you know, our, our committed we are uh, towards uh, having a greener uh, economy and reducing our gas emissions, and farmers are def- definitely uh, a major uh, participant to this moving forward. And I think that um, this uh, clean fuel standards, uh, I've been hearing so much about it, Particularly from the canola farmers, we've been consulting for years on that, and uh, you know, moving at the next step with more formal consultation now is uh, re- really promising for the sector.
4: Some farmers I've heard that I've heard from this week, as we've been covering this issue, some excited at a hundred thousand feet. But others skeptical, once we get a little bit further into the details, I I think the biggest area of skepticism is on the land use requirements. What can you tell us about the creation of those land use requirements?
5: Well, I think uh, generally our Canadian farmers are are doing it uh, in a very sustainable manner and I think we have an opportunity to position uh, Canadian biofuels as as very sustainable and uh, it will give even more value to uh, produces uh, Canadian produces. Um, there is much more consultation to be done on the subject, so everyone understand uh, each other's views, and uh, we will see how. I mean, we want to we wanted to benefit our agricultural sector as much as possible while moving forward. You know, reaching our uh, environmental targets, but I think it's going to be a win-win. Um, policy.
4: Have you, have you talked to your colleague over at uh, the Ministry of Environment and Climate Change about some of the concerns out there on the high bar of the land use requirements?
5: Yes, of course. Uh, we, we talk about it on a regular basis. Our teams work very closely together. Uh, it's still at the consultation level. I mean, there's more work to be done. So I think nobody should, you know, uh, get anxious about that, uh, we will have the time to uh, to find a common ground uh, for the best of, of our sector.
4: We heard from Andrea Kent of RI Canada earlier this week, and she talked about, we're talking about you know 11% mandate possibly on biodiesel, E15 on ethanol. These are massive jumps in terms of the blend rates of both biodiesel and and ethanol. Um, th- there is an opportunity here, obviously, for a Canadian feedstock c- side of this. H- how do we make sure that this is an opportunity for Canadian farmers and it just doesn't result in higher imports of U.S. corn and, and wheat I- to, to, to feed these mandates?
5: Well, I think we will want to uh, have uh, biofuels that has been uh, produced and that, you know, with the inputs that have been produced uh, sustainably and I believe that the Canadian way of producing uh, will uh, position our Canadian farmers uh, at, in an uh, advantageous uh, position.
4: What, what does that consultation process look like? Does it have to enter Canadian Gazette 1 first and then the process starts or what does that look like?
5: Uh, there will be uh, different steps. Uh, yes, it will get through the Gazette 1 and 2 uh, eventually. Uh, and as I said, uh, we've been we've been having discussions on that for three years already, and uh, now we are almost ready to to proceed
4: uh, with these more official uh, steps. Did Did your office participate in the creation of the land use requirements as the, as they sit today, or was that totally drafted by Environment?
5: No, the the Department of Agriculture worked very very closely with the Department of Environment on. Any issues that may uh, have, uh, you know, an impact or
4: uh, on the or a contribution from the agricultural sector. This has been your real agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agro weather forecast on the
2: Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather for today. Mainly sunny sky today. The high 24 degrees. The low 7. Tomorrow, sunny. Increasing cloudiness in the afternoon. Wind southeast, 20. Increasing to 40, gusting to 60. The high tomorrow, a nice warm day, 27 degrees, the low 13. Sunday, cloudy, the high 20. Rain in the evening, Sunday. And windy, the low 12. Monday, sunny, the high 21, the low 6. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 23, the low 6. Wednesday, sunny, the high 21, the low 7. Thursday, sunny sky and a high of 26. Normal high is 17. The normal low is 3. The sun rose at 6.39 this morning. It sets at 7.06 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek at 23 degrees. By the way, Maple Creek is also the hot spot for all of Canada at 23. The cold spot in Saskatchewan, Yorkton at 11. Estevan, 20. Saskatoon, 16. Swift Current 22, Weyburn 19, Yorkton once again 11 degrees in the cold spot in the province. Part the cloudy in Regina 17, that's 63 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east, southeast at 8. Humidity 41%, the barometer dropping 102.1. Sunny in Moose Jaw 18 degrees, winds are from the southeast at 15. Once again Regina, part the cloudy in 17, that's 63 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment.
0: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
2: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. The president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association is generally pleased with the grain hauling job done by Canada's two railways in recent months. But Gunter Yoakum says they can't rest on their laurels.
6: Yeah, I, I mean, the railways, you know, we have this love-hate relationship with, the, with our railways. We depend on them heavily. Uh, our government sometimes doesn't understand that either. But we need to give credit when credit is due. And they, they in the last several months, they've uh, done an excellent job in moving our crop, our grain, And we we just want to make sure that uh, we give them credit and uh, remind them that, yes, winter is around the corner. It will get colder. It will get to 30 below. We will have snow, and uh, we want them to be ready for that and not come out with excuses if for some reason shipments fall off, saying, well, it's cold out. You know, uh, so that's, uh, that's all, that's all I wanted to say in our, in our newsletter. You know, I, do, I don't mind giving credit when they deserve it, but they can't be sitting back now and saying, yeah, we're doing really well. Everything is tickety boo. We still have some problems on some branch lines and locations further from main lines. Along the main lines, uh, movement has been excellent. But, uh, you know, people that farm further away are still experiencing uh, some, some hiccups and some problems getting cars allocated.
2: Yoakam his harvest has progressed well on his farm west of Winnipeg. Uh,
6: you know, here in the Red River Valley, harvest has been quite good as far as the weather. You know, there, there has been a, a, a few minor showers and stuff, but it's it's. Basically for the cereals and uh canola it's it's basically wrapped up here in the Red River Valley. Uh some early soybeans are starting to come off and some dry beans are coming off. Potato harvest is on the way. So it it's been a decent run. On my farm we got done canola. We have a little corner of forty acres that wasn't quite ready yet left to do and then Uh, We just have soybeans left on on my farm. So all in all, not bad. Yields are all over the map from uh, quite disappointing because of lack of rain to disappointing because of too much rain, if you can believe it, in some localities, and then uh, everything in between, right up to uh, some really good yields. But overall, I'd say... We will probably come in as, as an above average crop here in, in the Red River Valley. Maybe not bumper like we had expected and like farmers always expect, but all in all, not, not a bad crop
2: this year. Joachim says crop qu- quality looks pretty good.
6: Uh, quality looks good. Uh, I think most of the wheat got off in really good shape uh, the protein levels, some of the early protein levels that I'm hearing are in that 13.5% range. I, I haven't heard any really high protein and at the same time nothing really, uh, really low protein either. So uh, again, it, it should be uh, a good decent uh,
2: crop that we can market here. There should be no quality concerns. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association 50th Anniversary Convention is scheduled for November in Regina. A meeting will be held next week to decide if it will go ahead.
6: Well, the latest is we are, I I, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but it it the way things are unfolding with COVID here, uh, we're starting to get a little bit nervous. We're having a, a board meeting next week, and uh, some some major decisions will be made at that meeting. And then we will uh, let our members know how we will proceed this fall. Of course, we would love to meet in person. You know, I think farmers are farmers are a social animal, right? We like to get together. Farm shows have been canceled. And it's, uh, it, it's sometimes a little frustrating when you can't, uh, meet with your peers and, and hang out and, uh, you know, discuss, uh, all the problems and solve all the problems in the world. And, and if you can't do that in person. So we're, we're still so hopeful, but, uh, the way COVID is unfolding here in late summer and early fall, boy, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit hesitant to, to say yes. We will go ahead for sure. So stay stay tuned. Within uh, within the next uh, week or two weeks, uh, you should have an answer of which way we're going to go.
2: Joachim is asking farmers to stay safe during this harvest season.
6: Absolutely. I mean, harvest uh, season is uh, it's a, it's a high pressure situation for all farmers. Frustrations level. Frust- Frustration levels are high. Anxiety is high. Uh, the, whether they're weather related, uh, whether they're crop related because of expected yields uh, or uh, uh, lack of yields, and and just getting the job done right. We run long hours and uh, we get very little sleep at times. We don't take. Sometimes we we rush and and we can get down on ourselves and i just want farmers to know that we're all in the same boat we all we all know what it's like and i want you to stay safe out there and if you do need reach out for any kind of support please uh do uh reach out to the do more agriculture foundation uh they have some really good resources there and and call a friend if you need uh if you need
2: a pick me up Gunter Yoakum is the president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. U.S. President Donald Trump was on the campaign trail last night in Wisconsin and couldn't resist taking more swipes at Canada over farm trade. The U.S. president told the huge crowd of supporters until the USMCA, which took effect more than two months ago, Canada had been taking advantage of U.S. dairy producers for a long time. Here's part of what he had to say.
7: You know, you had a 287% tariff on your dairy products with Canada. People don't realize Canada is one of the toughest negotiators and they treated your state and this country very unfairly until I came along. Very, very unfairly. Did you know that? 287. But I saw some farmers. And this was like the straw that broke the camel's back. They had something called specialty milk. Does anybody know what that is, right? You know. A lot of people. It's a small, little grouping of milks. Specialty milk. But this was the final straw, and I met some people. And Canada finally did it to them, like they did it to everybody else. And they raised the tariffs massively. They made it impossible. They tried to take over that business, too, along with all of the other dairy products, where it was just massive and horrible what they did. And that really got me going. The little specialty milk, specialty products, a small portion, but you know what? That was it. And we have a great deal. The USMCA is a great deal, and I'm very honored to have done it. But it was all because of specialty milk and the way you were taken advantage of by Canada. You know, they have the wonderful, oh, Canada, we love to hear the song, right? But let me tell you, they are very tough, and they've taken advantage of our country for many, many years. And I will tell you this, they're not so happy now, but at least they got a deal. But you're happy, and it's about time you were happy. You now have a great deal, and you're not going to have your companies leaving for Mexico anymore. Or
2: Canada. Trump also used the speech last night to announce another $13 billion in financial aid to U.S. farmers. He said the money is to help farmers deal with interruptions in the supply chain and decreased income because so many restaurants were shut during the pandemic and didn't need product. This new money is on top of the $19 billion in aid announced for U.S. farmers back in April.
0: The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source,
2: 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading this morning at Viterra, Canola rose twenty cents at four hundred seventy seven sixty seven. Number one red spring wheat gained two dollars fifty six cents at two hundred twenty three dollars sixty eight cents per metric ton. The rest were unchanged. Durham two hundred sixty eight twenty two. Feed barley one hundred eighty three seventy. Flax five fifty two eighty five. Lentils five hundred fifty dollars fifty cents. Oats one hundred seventy three fifty three. Yellow peas two forty eight eighty nine and feed wheat one hundred sixty-six dollars sixteen cents. Minneapolis Spring Wheat December Futures gained six cents at five forty-seven and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Hardline Livestock here in Moose
1: 360 on offer our Thursday regular sale. Cow and bull market look bear, or steady to last week. A lot of these good cows, 78 to 86. The medium cows, 68 to 78. The good bulls traded from 110 to 118 We had a double muscle bull as a high as $1.2675. Yearland market looked barely steady to last week. We did sell 108 limo cross steers from Doug and Sherry Hobman up there at Nakoma's 550 base weight at 2.2575. dollars Their limo heifer and sisters, they bring 530 at $2.75 for early October delivery. On our DLMS, pre-sorted and calf sale here Tuesday, September 29th. We're expecting a pretty good run for that one. This has been Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon.
8: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,700 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 157 to 185 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,600 head, selling in a range of 162 to 190 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, September 19th are... Ole West 2020 contract, 150 even. Ole West 2021 contract, 172 even. Maple Leaf Sig 4, 156.87. Ham's Cash, 154.87. Thunder Creek Brickle, 147.74. Highlife Cash, 169.01. And High Life contract, $186.68 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 18 to 23 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was down 18 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3200. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.80 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are all higher to finish the week, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt region up 221, Iowa Southern Minnesota formula $1.41 higher, national 2.21 higher, and the national cutout adjusted base price up $2 U.S.108 relative to the previous day. The trajectory is a clear path higher, despite some midweek counter moves. Next week's quarterly hogs and pigs report will likely provide some clues on what the end of the year will have in store for cash markets, as updated numbers on the herd's categories may reveal some of the COVID-19 disruption. Consensus is that the information in the report will likely set the tone in the marketplace for the main of the year, as the next report will not be released until December. In the meantime, lean hog futures have consolidated at current levels, having priced in the bans on German pork by China, Japan, or South Korea and Singapore for now. Following Monday's correction lower, the futures have traded in a sideways pattern within an established range.
2: Coming up, the resource report. This is
0: the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim
2: Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns and more. Build with confidence. Olympic-buildings.ca The Saskatchewan government says as of today, municipalities and other eligible organizations can start submitting detailed applications for projects under the Canada Infrastructure Programme. Government Relations Minister Lori Carr encourages applicants to submit their proposals as soon as possible so jobs can be created and work started quickly. Funding categories include upgrades to various buildings, measures to support physical distancing, transportation infrastructure including bike lanes and parks, disaster mitigation and climate adaptation. These projects must be completed in one to two years depending on size. Projects must have a minimum eligible cost of $100,000 to a maximum of $10 million. Landfill decommissioning is also part of today's project proposal submissions. These projects must be completed by March 31, 2027. The Saskatchewan government says it has secured almost $900 million in federal funding over 10 years to support all types of eligible infrastructure projects in the province. On the markets, gains in the industrial sector helped Canada's main stock index to creep higher in late morning trading, while U.S. stock markets lost ground. The TSX Composite Index was up 21 points at 16,268. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 60 points at 27,841. The Canadian dollar traded at 75.90 cents U.S., compared with 75.76 cents on Thursday. The November crude oil contract was up 25 cents at 41.47 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1:45 this afternoon and an agri-news report at 3:45 p.m. Monday morning. There's another agri-news report at 6:45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farm.